0: Welcome to the American MedSpa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch is in conversation with Jen Handler, founder of MedModel. Okay, everybody, this is Alex Tiersch, and you are listening to Medical Spa Insider, and I have Jen Handler on the AmSpa hotline, and Jen is the founder of MedModel, which is a a new company that I think you're going to hear a lot about, and I'm very excited to talk to her about this because I think it's a really cool concept that that has the potential to really help out our industry. Jen, thank you for joining us. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Now,
0: of course, of course. So um, I know um, you and I have spoken um, at some length about MedModel and what you're doing, and and I, I would love for our listeners to hear what it is that you're building, and um, where you're looking to go with it, because I think it's a cool concept, and, and I'm sure I'll have some questions as we go. But tell us a little bit about med model um and 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 what it is and what you're looking to achieve.
1: Absolutely, thanks so much. Um I'll start off by sharing just a little bit about myself. Um the reason that I, wanted to create med models because i actually have spent the past 10 years working in medical aesthetic sales um, all over the united states and i helped practices host hundreds of trainings and i always noticed how difficult it was to find a qualified model that was available when you needed her him or her to be available and wanted to have the treatment that you were training on and a bad model can make or break a training so I was in a taxi cab with my husband one night, headed home from San Francisco after a couple glasses of wine, and i had a bad training that day. And I said, Matt, nah, there is just gotta be a way for this to be fixed. There's gotta be a way to introduce models to providers. And he was like, That doesn't exist? And I said, No, it doesn't exist. And he goes, That's a really good idea. You should do something with it. So he set a reminder in his phone to kind of ping me about it once a month. And when the pandemic happened, got extra time, start ruminating with some friends of mine. And when we decided to move to Texas and I had to leave aesthetic sales, I decided to go for this full time. And that's Amazing. where MedModel was born. So essentially, MedModel is a filterable database of faces that is almost like a bumble for medical mm-hmm. aesthetics where it introduces providers to models to um, create a successful training session and you're able to um, do all the communication within the app and the provider portal so it really streamlines a lot of what's going on today
0: sorry my, my, my cat is asking you some questions um, which is, is normally happens in during my podcast <laughs> um, no so so in in and to clarify you were you worked at Um, Allergan. um so you obviously are very familiar with um, Aesthetic sales and this this issue with um, finding models, especially on a you know the the type of models that you're looking for and, you know, on, on, on at the time that you're looking for, um, that was, what's the, I mean, I, I know there was a light bulb moment for you in this cab on, on wine, which by the way, the best, the best ideas come up when you're drinking, I, I feel like hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but what's been the response to the, the, that issue? Like when you go out and talk to folks who are, who are learning about aesthetics, trying to train, what's been the, the response as far as people saying, yeah, you know what? Like, the the lack of models out there is really something that 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 is that is hindering my progress as a trainer.
1: Absolutely, and I think that you know the funny thing is is that this is the best kept secret in medical aesthetics that you can get free treatments if you're willing to be a training model and being a training model doesn't mean that you're just going into somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. It can be an expert in their field that's just trying a new product and even if it's not an expert in their in their field you're able to be in the room with an expert that's training the new person. So in all the years I've done these trainings, agreements end up being absolutely fantastic. Um, and the real problem is, is that because people don't know that these types of training services exist, they don't know they can be a model. Right. So the only way that providers are finding people is by talking to everybody they know or posting on Instagram, right. and they get this flood of interest, but. It's people that maybe only want to do Botox between the eyebrows, or maybe they only want a little bit in their lip and that's not a very good model. You need somebody that's going to be open to a full facial consultation. That's going to allow you to do the treatment that you want to do. And so that's where MedModel comes in and we are doing some of that pre-screening for you. So our models have already indicated their demographics. They've indicated what treatments they're interested in, and you're able to start that conversation without having, Having to do all of this manual vetting we've done that for you and so you're able to find models in an easier way and you mentioned new providers mm-hmm. The problem with new providers coming in is that they're also looking to grow their practice. Right. So one model offers you the opportunity to be a conversion tool as well, because you can give these models in for a training session right. and then offer them some model rewards to be able to stay in your practice and be engaged with all the different things that you have to offer.
0: Yeah, that's um it's it's interesting because it's it's something that Um, like I've always kind of taken for granted training is such a huge issue right now in our industry. And we talk about it all the time on this podcast and in other, other venues. Um, there's, there's such a need for qualified trainers um, and there's not, there's not enough. And so there's, there's this kind of glut of, uh, of, of people that we're trying to train. And I, I never really thought, you know, how does this all work when you get models? To me, it was always friends and family. And, you know, you just call people up, um, that ability to bring in people who, who are relevant to what you're doing. Um, I think is pretty exciting. And there's, there's, it's, I I think you're right. It's, it's almost a secret that people don't know about. It's not like a lot of folks who are out there, um, think about becoming. Models. Now, um, I, I'm curious. Who, who are you getting as far as the the actual models? Like, how does this all work? Are models are signing up for the for the app, and then and then um, providers are signing up as well? Kind of walk me through the the logistics of it.
1: Yeah. So it's a dual sided marketplace. So we have um, an app that's currently on um, the Apple iOS software for iPhones. Okay. And models sign up for free. They create a profile, they're going to enter in demographic information, availability, treatments they're interested in. And then I think what really differentiates MedModel is we have them take a series of six photos that align with um, it's with Allergan's Art of Assessment. And I'm sure that the other companies Mm -hmm. have their own thing too, but it's basically looking at the face from different angles to really be able to get an idea of what treatments that patient would need. So we have six photos, a neutral face, a big smile, kissing angry and surprised. And there's one more that I'm missing, Um, but it really gives you, oh, side profile. Mm-hmm. It really gives you a good understanding of what that patient looks like. So those models are signing up. We're running Instagram ads into places where people are, they're called watering holes, where they're interested in medical aesthetics. Maybe they haven't gotten anything done before. Price is a barrier or they don't know who to go to. And so they sign up with us to kind of have that chance to be selected as a model. The only Mm -hmm. expectation that we're setting up for them is that the treatments are complimentary. So they're able to participate that way. And then on the other side, we have the provider portal. So the providers pay for access to our database of faces. They create a small profile too with their website, their Instagram, and their Mm -hmm. Facebook. So it allows models to understand a little bit about them as well. And then they're going to enter in their filters. They can put in the availability, the date of the training, the time. Um, they can edit their address. Mm-hmm. So if you are training in your own practice, you can have that address. But let's say you're traveling somewhere for a training, you know, a master class uh, somewhere else. Then you can update the address to find models in that local market. Mm-hmm. You put in gender, ethnicity. We have a... Uh, filter where models can indicate if they're interested in having their photos on social media, mm-hmm. then you click search. And you just get a list of faces. You can click through the faces on there and you can book directly from MedModel in our chat function. The chat function allows you to add some of your more practice-specific questions as well. Mm -hmm. Everybody is so different and every stage is so different Mm -hmm. um, that we really wanted to keep a lot of those medically-oriented questions within the provider-patient conversation. MedModel is really just providing that introduction.
0: So then... So then the provider is kind of clicking through and says, okay, this is a model candidate that I would want um, clicks on it. And then is it then up to the model to confirm? I mean, they both have to obviously accept it at some point. Right. So um, how does the final transaction, which is not that good work as I know it's, it's, it's free, but how does the final interaction take place? Like what's the, how does it, how is it scheduled? Is it all on the, the provider's schedule?
1: Yeah. So it's That's really cool. cool. So when they send the message, The model will get um, a request that allows them to accept or decline. They can accept the training and then also ask each other additional questions. The provider can tell the model what they need, they can do consent forms, whatever they need to do. Um, if for some reason the model accepts and mm-hmm. then the provider asks the question that is like, eh, you're actually not a great candidate, yeah. they can cancel that request. And so the no, no harm, no foul. One That's thing so. we do do, though, is we want to make sure that our models have some skin in the game because mm-hmm. our practices are they're reserving the time. They're reserving the trainer, the product. This is an expensive investment into their practice to host these trainings. Mm-hmm. So once our models accept the calendar invite, they have to enter in credit card information for a $100 no-show fee. Okay. So they're not charged anything unless they cancel within 48 hours. If they do that, then their credit card is charged $100. So they have this skin in the game for the training so that they will show up. And we think that a hundred dollars is a meaningful amount to the vast majority of people. They're not going to want to, um, give that up. And so they're going to be considerate with everyone's time.
0: Yes. Wow. I mean, I'm just thinking of the, 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 the idea, the concept to implementation. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more about that. Um, where like, talk about the journey. I mean, developing, an app that is as wide ranging as yours and needs, you know, needs the bandwidth, right? That you're talking, uh, first of all, and you're, you're in three cities right now, correct?
1: Four. Four, four. So we're in San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, and New York.
0: Okay. Four, so you're in four cities. Um, and I'm assuming this obviously is a, a national, um, a national app that you're looking to, to grow in the future. So what's been the, I mean, just talk about the 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 journey of becoming an entrepreneur and setting up this this app i mean it's such a different it's such a different you know, journey then being a sales rep for, yes. for Allergan. I mean, how, 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 did that happen? I mean, did you always want to be an entrepreneur and, and do you always want to open your own business?
1: No, I call myself an accidental entrepreneur. Uh-huh. Um, I married an entrepreneur uh-huh. and have been kind of exposed to that world and then somehow lost my mind and decided to do it myself. <laughs> so that's the kind of, that's kind of where I'm at there. Um, I'm a big believer in, allowing the like allowing kind of energy to pull you through life Mm i am and when i say go with the flow it's not like rolling over and going with the flow like i want to feel that it makes sense so i had this idea and the idea kept following me around and then i'd share it with someone and they would say that's a good idea and here's how i could help you So the first person I shared it with outside my husband was my friend, Andrina. Mm -hmm. She works in technology and she was like, Oh, this is kind of what I do for a living. Like, let me help you with this. So she helped me create the initial journeys. She, she's Michael, she's my co-founder. Um, and so she does a more quiet role right now, but in the beginning she was just instrumental in helping me understand how do you take an idea for something technological, put it down on paper so that you can provide it right. to a developer. Right.
0: Right.
1: And then I started talking a little bit more um, to a friend who does strategic marketing mm-hmm. and another friend who is a big product tech guy, um, kind of famous in the tech world. And they were saying, Oh, well, you could do this. You could do this. Right. Let's talk about how we go yeah. forward. So by the time that I was leaving Oregon because of this move, Mm-hmm. I had a good idea that, like, I think this is going to work. Mm-hmm. So I started to work on it. I got a web developer involved. Um, he started to put together some screens, starting to look at that. Um, did a small initial investment uh, myself. Mm-hmm. And then when we started to say, hey, like, this actually is a thing. Like, we've got a <laughs> we've got a product. Like, this is, yeah. like, it's, it, it can happen. We need a little bit more money. I did a friends and family round, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, I'm going to do this round. And if I can raise the money that I need to be able to do this, then it makes sense Then the world is telling me this is something it wants and we're going to move forward. And I was able to raise that money and move forward and I'm still going off that initial investment today. With that, we had raised just about $150,000, and I was able to build the app for the phone, build a web platform, launch our social media, launch four markets. Um, we've done Instagram ads as well. So really been able to stretch that dollar, which wow. I'm personally, I'm a Midwestern girl at heart, so that <laughs> means the world to me. Um, and so really being able to to do that and get this launch, that was that was my journey. And I really I believe allowing the energy of what you're doing to pull yeah. you forward and then asking people who are experts in their field. I know intimately this problem and yeah. this market, yeah. and that's really where my expertise is. I yeah. can bring the flow, but I need help with the technology and right. with the marketing and being able to have those experts in yeah. my corner that's really been instrumental. So I'm, I just, it's been a great team to be able to
0: build. Well, I mean, congratulations. I mean, start, starting any business is incredibly difficult. That's, you know, that's what this podcast is really about. It's it's about entrepreneurs. So, and doing it on that level from scratch is incredibly, uh, the, I'd, I'd be overwhelmed by the amount of of information and work and things you need to do so it's really cool that you've got it off the ground you know, you mentioned something before we started um because i had said this was you know really for beginning injectors who were who were training um but but there's also a need um for the kind of established med spas who are looking um because training you know it training is not something where it's a one and done it's it, it's it's continuing to happen um tell me about what like what's your 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 kind of pitches to to the more established med spas who are in existence and, and thinking of, you know thinking about whether this would be a good fit for them
1: 100% it's a great question but i just think that the training model world it's so far reaching so if you have an experienced injector who is at top of their field let's say a new product comes out or a new indication. I know that right now there's a lot of new indications mm-hmm. in the pipeline across the board. Mm-hmm. That injector is going to need to be trained on that new product. And maybe if they don't even think of it as training. They need to be educated on it in order to be able to use it in their portfolio. So right. they need models in order to do that. And I absolutely think that everybody should treat friends and family. I think that you want, you know, those faces are advertising for you. They're walking around. They're so happy. But in order to get amazing at something, you need to do a lot of people. And you need to do a diverse group of people. And that's where MedModel comes in, is we can get you people that maybe aren't in your inner circle that are going to be a little bit different or have different needs. And you're able to practice on this wide variety Of individuals.
0: Yeah, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's fun. And the other thing to consider too is just social media. Like there's a lot of, you know, reps out there. Everybody knows that reps have their car stock product and everybody wants some. And people always are like, oh, how can I get my hands on it? Like the reps aren't allowed to bargain with me in orders. The easiest way to get product from a rep is to talk to them about a way that you want to partner with them to get that Mm -hmm. product. And a great way to do that is by, advertising it on social media and so let's say you want to do a lip promotion with a rep you want some product let them know like hey i'd like to inject six lip models and i want to do a social thing about jupiter lips and then i want to have a you know savings in my practice that rep can give you product to do that and to learn on those models that's what that product's for and so they're going to be happy to partner with you and collaborate on doing those kinds of things, and then you can get six models that are interested in
0: getting their lips done for MedModel. There's a lot of different ways it can be used. Hey folks, Alex Tiersch here, and I want to introduce you to the sponsor of today's podcast, MedModel. MedModel solves one of the largest challenges in medical aesthetics today, the lack of available and diverse models to train on. MedModel provides the ability to fill training needs with specific and available models in a detailed, searchable database. MedModel is an easy to use tool that can grow and optimize your business in a way that's never been done before. MedModel can also be used as a patient conversion engine, bringing new patients in your practice. There's no better way to convert patients than showing them your fantastic service during a training session. The average Botox and filler patient spends about $2,000 annually on treatments. Converting just two patients per month with MedModel could mean an additional $70,000 in revenue for your practice. MedModel is currently available in the San Francisco Bay Area, Los Angeles, San Diego, and New York. Access to their database of faces is just $75 a month. The annual cost of access is less than two vials of Botox. AmSpa podcast listeners get their first three months free with code AMSPAPOD. Interested in learning more? head to www.medmodel.com or follow them on Instagram or YouTube at the medmodel. Want to schedule a demo? Shoot them a note at info@medmodel.com. Thanks so much. And you know, as you talk about this, I'm I'm going back to thinking about, you know, the old days last year, you know, when it's like when folks like what's the traditional way of getting models right now is it really just friends and family instagram kind of thing like seeing if you can get folks to come in because um you know if if you're trying to do a training and you can't get models like that's a problem so like how, how did how did it work in the old days
1: it's a mess it's crazy <laughs> so there's two ways that I that I typically see it done you call your friends and family Maybe you've already treated all of them because, Mm -hmm. you know, you've been in business for a while. So then you find, you know, your mom's sister's friend's aunt's brother. Yeah. Who is interested in Botox, but afraid of needles. So he shows up to the training. He is a terrible model because he won't let a needle touch him. He's freaking out. He's sweating. You know, it's a disaster. You're not able to inject him. So now, like, you've got the theory from the trainer. So you've Mm -hmm. done your your anatomy. You know, you've done these consultations. That's great. But you still haven't gotten that hands-on feel. Mm -hmm. Med model that's this for you. So you know that these people are raising their hand and saying, I want to be a model. I'm interested in doing this. So you have that taken care of. The other way you see people commonly sourcing for models is they'll post on Instagram. I need a filler model in three weeks, must have all of these you know, specifications, must be willing to do this, which is great. Mm-hmm. The problem is is that people are will just submit so many photos and there's so many people that are interested 99% of them are not qualified for whatever you're needing. Mm-hmm. So now you're having to spend your time going through this unqualified list of people and you're still not finding a model. So then you've gone through these things, you can't find anybody. So what you end up doing is saying, "Well, let me look at my schedule and see where a naive patient is." I'm going to take a look at it. They're going to be a great candidate because they haven't had filler before. Mm -hmm. I pull that patient off my schedule, stick them into the training. And so now you are spending money on this training and you're losing money because you've now pulled a paying patient that could have been a two, three, $4,000 appointment Mm -hmm. into a training and given them a treatment for free. Mm -hmm. It also is creating the expectation with that patient that they are now in this secret they know they can get it for free and so med model creates an expectation of you're going to get your free treatment but then we have limits within our app where somebody cannot be treated for botox or injectable wrinkle reducer um with within four months so if they want to you know get it when it's wearing off they have to go pay for it and then they're only um, able to get one filler treatment a year so if you want to do additional fillers, syringes, you're not going to do it through here and have it be for free. You're going to go back to that provider. And so we really okay. want it to be something where it creates these relationships and these partnerships through the avenue of education.
0: Yeah, that was actually – I had that question that I was going to ask you next because um, one of the things that we, we, we see with you know things like – and this is not as much of a problem as it used to be, but it still is, you know, with Groupons and specials, right? You, you find patients who just hop from MedSpot to MedSpot from provider to provider, trying to find um, the next kind of cheap, you know, easy thing. Um, is, is there a concern that, that, that the models are just going to try to get all of their stuff done just by being on the app as opposed to going through the normal processes? And, and it's, it sounds like you've thought about that and, and, and tried to address it.
1: I think it's always a concern, um, which is why we've set those limitations up for sure. Um, but the other thing that I really see is you know, you have these great loyalty programs like Allergan's Alley, Galderma's Aspire, that are amazing retention tools in your practice. So I see that opportunity with MedModel. You bring these models into your practice, have them immediately sign up for the loyalty program that you use in your practice. Mm -hmm. Have them and then on your practice side. Give them some rewards for being a model. Give them a discount off of a future treatment. If they want to come in for their next Botox treatment, it'll be, you know, $50 off or whatever you want to offer. And then I'd also recommend to bring them into your practice in other ways. You know, we have our estheticians. that are doing amazing work with skin. We have laser treatments. Give them a little coupon book or a little goodie bag with some skincare samples and maybe a coupon for a free Diamond Glow treatment or a hydrofacial whatever they are looking for, it's all going to create that stickiness that keeps that patient into the practice. The more times they walk through that door, the more opportunity you have to educate them on all the different avenues of medical aesthetics and keep them as that nice, well-rounded patient in your practice.
0: Yeah, that was that was actually my next question is is um, one of the, the things that you've um, mentioned with this product is that it does, not only does it provide models for training and education, but it also provides the opportunity to convert these models into patients. Um, what are you, um, and, and you you pretty much started answering it right there. What's the... Um, what's the expectation or what are some of the economics around that? Because I think it's, it's, it's really appealing. It it only is going to work though, is if, if folks do it right. And are able to convert. Um, so is there training that goes along with that? Or what's the, what's your, what's your role and advice for for folks who are trying to convert these models from models into patients? It's
1: a great question. Um, so I have spoken with a lot of medical aesthetic practices, um, in the development of this. And generally what I hear is that they right now have about a 50% conversion rate with models. They'll come into the practice because they've been treated there and they now trust that injector. Um, And you also see a lot of models you know you get your treatment done and it looks beautiful and then you want to maintain those results and like we've always talked about maintaining your results is usually a lot less expensive than that initial treatment so if you go and you stay with your botox you stay with your fillers you're able to spend a lot less money maintaining that year over year than waiting you know, five ten years in between your treatments so that's something that a lot of practices know about Already. Um, my recommendation to them is to treat every model that comes into your practice as that potential new patient. Because new patients that adopt a Botox and facial filler regimen, we say they spend about $2,000 annually in a medical practice. So it's a valuable person. Mm-hmm. If you're training a lot and you're doing a lot of social media before and afters, let's say you convert just two models a month from model. That's an additional $64,000 in your pocket in revenue. Mm-hmm. So it can be incredibly impactful to your business to convert these models over. And you're having to give up very, very little because the majority of the training that people are doing is supported by these large aesthetic companies who want injectors to be educated and safe and feel really confident using their products. And so for a very small investment on your part, and to be honest, med model right now, it's 75 bucks a month. So the annual cost of med model is less than two vials of neurotoxin.
0: And that's $75 a month for the provider just to have access to the models. Okay,
1: gotcha. Exactly. And it's yeah, unlimited. Not- and I did want to throw that in there that we are going to switch our pricing over eventually yeah. and do it by the head. So whoever signs up now will be grandfathered in. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's a good deal. Um, and it's a very inexpensive investment when you consider that often, you know, when you're. Putting a price on the head of a new patient to get them to walk into your practice could mm-hmm, be like fifteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. just to get somebody to say, yeah. "I want to come in."
0: Yeah, and so, but but the preliminary data has been fifty percent of these models are actually being converted into 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 patients from practices that are using you. That's crazy. Based
1: on the practices that I have spoken with about how they're training right now, okay, where how they source models, they are able to convert fifty gotcha. percent of the models that come in through their practice. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
0: Wow. So what's the I mean, what's the like project forward one year, five years, 10 years? Where do you like see this going? Where do you want it to go? What's your what's your dream here? Like, what's the what's the ultimate goal?
1: Absolutely. Um, So my goal is to build this up to be available nationwide um, so that in all major markets, you're able to access MedModel and make it easier to have training before and after models. That would be my goal. Um, I would love to have that accomplished within two years. Mm -hmm. I think that there is a lot of potential for MedModel in the clinical training world as well, or clinical trials, um, because our database, as we continue to grow it, I see it as a way that we could be tapped into for clinical trials and be able to build on our technology to have a way to streamline the communication on that end as well. Mm -hmm. I think that there is a lot of potential with MedModel to be absorbed into a portfolio from a large aesthetic company, and that would be my end goal. Was, okay. I loved having med model be able to tie in with an alley or an aspire and say, you know, for being a model, you get um, automatically enrolled. You get a beginning bank of points as a reward for being a training model, plus um, an additional rebates uh, for things across the portfolio. So, in that company's skincare, um, into their facial that they have, into those technologies. So, it's really welcoming that model into the aesthetic community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that that type of partnership with us would be incredibly impactful for a company's training program and for their education and, and really growing the market and their practice.
0: For sure. Um, what's the um, the the response been from models and perspective models? I mean, are you getting a lot of interest from folks who might want to be in, and how are you getting the word out to them? Because that's the, you know, the, the direct to consumer marketing that, that like companies like Allergan does. I mean, that's, that's really where you need to get you need to get these folks that are interested so you have the, the the wide range of it. What's the response been so far?
1: Absolutely. It's been great. Um, so we launched officially in early March. And at the beginning, I went um, and did some events with influential people, my strategic marketing person, uh, Carrie Quinby, fantastic. She helped me to organize those in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So we did some great events there that got us this initial press. Then we did a PR release in April saying that we had expanded into the Los Angeles market and we started running Instagram ads. And they the Instagram ads have been remarkably effective in Good. getting people to sign up Good. for MedModel. So for a really very small amount of budget, we've been able to be impactful. So our one ad got... 150 models signed up within like two weeks um so after we we're doing some technological upgrades right now and once we get those fixed we're gonna run another one and so we're really excited about the response from that
0: what's the um what's the next city after uh you got new york and in la san diego Uh, what's the next one
1: the next thing, you know, it's interesting too because I had a lot of plans and I had a yeah. lot of you know things that you draw up. And I think the, the key message of being an, on, an accidental entrepreneur is that it all changes all the time. And following, you know, my belief in that energy flow, I believe our next market is gonna be Las Vegas because there are some events going on there. Um, mm-hmm. one of our partners is, has has an event they're they're doing there this summer. So I think we're gonna start, we're gonna launch Vegas next. Um, and then I would also really like to launch Austin texas because i spent Mm -hmm. part of my year there as well um those are kind of the ones that are that are pulling me right now uh that that look interesting yeah
0: that's exciting um don't forget about chicago we're 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 there and we're waiting
1: can't forget about chicago i do need to do chicago (laughs) there's so many great aesthetic markets in the united states and so it is hard to kind of wheedle it down
0: so what's been um the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur? And you mentioned that your, you know, you've, your, your husband is, is, is one. So you've, you've kind of seen what he's gone through. Looking back on your experience, what's been, what's been the, the one thing that's been harder than you expected. And, and maybe the opposite of that is what, what have you enjoyed the most?
1: I think um, that the hardest thing is that it all comes down to you. And so in my career, you know, you always had, I'd be like, Oh, I'm going to go ask my manager. Like if I wanted to say no, I always have to kind of struggle to say no, very frankly, to people. And that's yeah. a just a personal thing. And so if I wanted to say no, and most people that know me know this, I'll be like, oh, I need to go ask whoever. Like, I, So my husband always says, if, if Jen Handler says to you, I need to go ask my husband, she's telling you no, but really passive aggressively. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> ask me anything. And so, um, and so that is probably the hardest thing is having to learn to say, oh, I've taken in all this information mm-hmm. and I'm the decision maker on everything. And so that I think is the the most challenging thing and something that I've really worked with my mentors on and like how I can, how I can do that. And so I feel like that's really helped me to grow as a professional. Um, And then the thing I enjoy the most is honestly the fact that I get to learn So many new things. I have become a video editor, content creator, uh, you know, like real star on Instagram, like (laughs) all these things that are things that I never thought I would need to do. I now I'm doing them. And it's so cool to have this knowledge of stuff that I just didn't even know I would need to have knowledge of. And that's, that's really been my favorite part of the whole thing.
0: No, I think that's, that's, you're right. There's, there's something that happens when you, when you become an entrepreneur and it's, um, where all of a sudden everything kind of rests on, on your decisions. Even when you're part of something else, something bigger, um, like a, like another company you're working for, you know, you make decisions and, and, and there are ramifications and, and good and bad, but when it's your own, like your own company, all of a sudden it takes on a lot more meaning when you're like, I got to actually decide if i'm going to go to LA or Vegas or wherever and and you know the fate of maybe not the entire company but the next month or two resides on on that decision so that's tough
1: yeah it's definitely it's tough it's exciting um i uh i enjoy doing it it's but you're always you know it's just it's learning something new every day. I I'm a big masterclass fan and I've taken some classes from entrepreneurs on there. And I think the great thing that my key takeaway from all the entrepreneurs is that everyone feels like they don't know what they're doing. Yes. And you just have to like ask people that know and continue to move forward and believe in yourself and your idea. And it's so, um, true. <laughs> it's so
0: true. Like you'll never, I don't think, and I think the moment you get comfortable and think that you know everything, and you've got it down. That's when things start going south. It's that, yeah. you know. Um, well, th- this is this has been awesome, and I, I wish you so- all the success in the world. I think what you're doing is is cool, and and again, it's it's it, it matches up very well with what AmSpa is trying to do, which is you know all about safety and compliance and making sure people are doing things the right way and so and i also love um you know the entrepreneurial spirit i think you know people who are creating things for the industry that's exactly what we need and it's an exciting time to be in this industry because of all the creation and new businesses that are happening so um yeah, I mean, I'll I'll leave you with 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 last last words, um, and then also just make sure you tell folks where they can reach out to you if if they have an interest in signing up for for MedModel, either as a provider or a model. We'd love to hear more about that.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Alex. This has been a great conversation. I am so excited um, to get the word out to the AMSPA listeners. And yeah, if you are a provider and you're interested in learning more about MedModel, um, just in, email us at info@medmodel.com, and we will get back to you and we'll set up a demo and we'll learn about your practice and kind of tell you about how we can help. And if you're a model interested in modeling right now, we're available on uh, the app store for iPhones mm-hmm. and you look up MedModel and you can create a free profile from there. If you just want a little more info, we're on Instagram at the Med Model and on YouTube at MedModel as well. So you can learn our YouTube channel has some great videos about what a training really looks like, so you can understand, you know, what that's going to be like.
0: Awesome, awesome! Check it out, folks. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be cool, and you'll be hearing more more from Jen and, and Med Model in the future. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. This was awesome. It's fun talking to
1: you. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa Podcast medical spa insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch was joined by Jen Handler, founder of MedModel. If you're new with us, click on the subscribe button, then receive new content when it happens. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.